culture. I, I do this for my culture. Black culture and hip hop culture. <laughs> it's Corners of the Culture with D'Lo and KC. Hey, and welcome into the latest edition of Corners of the Culture. We appreciate you so much for being with us, downloading, subscribing. I'm D-Lo. He's KC. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. We are so happy that you're here with us. If you're watching on YouTube.com slash ESPN1320 or listening on your favorite podcast platform, man, we hope that you'll subscribe to the show, uh, rate the show, review to the show, or review the show. Let us know what you think about it. You can hit us up at D-Lo and KC at Don is Dope. Uh, at IMK Diddy, at Damian Barling. Those are our social media handles across all different uh, social media yes, platforms. Indeed. And we're diving in uh, to another one of our, our our favorite artists, a bit of a complex artist. And when he passed, we're talking Earl Simmons, DMX, Darkman X, uh, mm. a, a really interesting career with really interesting distinctions to him. Uh, he died back in April of, of 2021. And as is the case often when hip hop artists, uh, music, musical artists, or 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 just someone in the public eye dies, you kind of go back and, and consume their content, and you get reacquainted uh, with the work. Like DMX passes, we know we love DMX. You go back to the late '90s, you remember how dominant he was uh, in the hip hop game. But man, going back and listening to "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot" was kind of tough. Mm. Um, why? Why you say that? It was riddled with homophobic stuff, and I I think it was where my dog's at when I whoa, 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 whoa! Like the whole first verse was like it was like going back. Have you have you watched? Um, man, which one was it? I think it was Delirious. I didn't even say Delirious. Have you gone back and watched Delirious (laughs) in the last like five years? It's like, yeah, I haven't, but I watched it like maybe 10 years ago. And I think that was the first time I had seen it. And I was like, is that like, like, there's some funny moments, but damn, yeah, this homo watch waiting for him. It's like, wee, 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 wee. Yeah, yes, 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 (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and it's like, man, and you try to come up with all these excuses to oh, as man. to why that stuff kind of went on that way. In hip hop, like homophobia was so prevalent. I mean, it's so prevalent in hip hop because it's so prevalent with black men. Yeah, and you know, going back and listening to some of those DMX records, it was like, oh, damn, X, like, chill, mm-hmm. like, man, this is a lot. There's no quite like that album is heat. Yeah, that album is a classic like a legitimate classic but i found myself when he passed it was a little difficult to go back and consume uh in 2021 yeah yeah well no and i hear you on that but i think it's like yeah you have to take it almost with a grain of salt because the times were different you know he couldn't have put that album out you know Mm -hmm. 10 years post you know he couldn't have put that out in 2008 and been you know not uh, criticized heavily for it, but with all that considered, but it's man, wild that we just we just dismiss it as though things were different. Then I know, no, it mm-hmm. is, it is, and it, sh- and it and it really shouldn't be. You know, we should actually look at it, but it's like hindsight. You know, it's it's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what I'm saying I think as a culture, you know, we've grown, you know, to to be more accepting just in general. Uh, but with all that being said, man. I just I just love DMX so much, man. Like to the point where, like, you know, 
I was doing 100 miles an hour with my seatbelt off with an open bottle of Hennessy in, in the car. You know mm. what I mean? Like, no bullshit. I don't know how I ain't get pulled over. That's not the way to go. It's like, you were. The views and opinions expressed by the dope ones are, are that of the dope now ones. Now he alone. over there podding today. Yeah, man. goodness. Listen, it took four minutes. Man, that's a record. But before oh, you know man. it, Kenny going to have a question. I'm telling you. <laughs> but nah, man, I just, you know, I know DMX was a very complex individual. Mm -hmm. I know he had a lot of demons. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, I don't, I, I really honestly, in a genre where, you know, being real is, you know, so promoted heavily about who's real. I don't think there's been a more authentic artist, you know, in, in, in my lifetime than a DMX, someone who, he really just poured his heart and soul, you know, in a way that was to me more vulnerable than, than anyone, you know, and, and, and he talked about his struggles with addiction. He talked about, you know, his, his, his relationship with his mom, feeling abandoned, being a loner, you know, in and out of jail, um, baby mama drama, the whole nine, you know what I'm saying? The only, only other artist in, in rap history who I feel like is on that just level of sheer unadulterated authenticity is like an ODB, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, you know, those are the guys we really have to kind of uh, look at through a different lens because I definitely hear you about, you know, the, there's homophobia in it. There's, you know, hyper masculinity mm -hmm. in it. You know what I mean? It's violent. It's, I mean, the fucking album is as dark and hell is hot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you sitting up in the, in the trunk starting to rot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, X was coming from a really, you know, really dark place, you know, in his life. But, um, you know, as, as, as time went on and, and as we got to see him, you know, kind of evolve a little bit, some of those layers started to peel back. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I just love X, you know what I'm saying? I just love him. I think he's one of the rare gems in the game, you know? Well, he's definitely one of the more um, complicated um, figures yeah. in hip-hop. Yeah. And I like you. I, I love DMX, too. But like you, I listen to some of the stuff, and I'm like, man, mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go sign this. Like, I'm going to rap along to right. this. And, like, it's all, like, it's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, a lot. but that's um that's the story of dmx yeah like we love him and we look at him like x don't want too Chill. much yeah you know yeah. what i mean so um i know when when he came out on the scene at least for me when i when i when i heard him on the uh first time i heard him was on the money power respect and me too uh, bro remix, or out the song yeah this is a beat that i cut free just drop the rest i was like damn yeah. who is this dude and then he took off. So aggressive. Yeah. Like his delivery was so aggressive. Have we have we heard something like that before? Before? Before oh, him? Like man, it was I don't think so. It was it was brand I mean, new. Strictly formal like Pac, but I still think it was different. It was mm -hmm. different. Yeah, I still there was think a, there it was, was still different. there was a different level there of was aggression. pain behind them lyrics. It was mm -hmm. pain behind that aggression, mm -hmm. bro. Yeah. Pain that when he dropped, we didn't even know about till like later what mm -hmm. he was dealing with. Look at Tammy Country. No, you're, you're good, man. I, I was just that's when I first heard him, and I was yeah. like, "Damn, who is this dude, man? He barking and all this other stuff." <laughs> and like, wow. And then, you know, the buzz starts to pick up. Like I said, once again, all this stuff is like, this is national, but it's still like, for me, Sacramento, California based. 
maybe in New York, there was like buzz for months before money. <laughs> maybe they knew him on the mixtape scene or uh, I had never heard. Well, of he, him. he was on. Uh, and I think the timing was, but he was on um, Harlem World. Yeah, oh, he had 24, 24 hours, hours to live. Hours. Just yeah. think. Yeah. 24 hours to live was before Money Rock. Before Money I don't remember Rock. if it was, it was more before. Time. I don't know. I, exactly. I just, I feel like it was before It's Dark and yeah. Hell is Hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he was, you know, he was doing like what the artists kind of do. They, yeah. They he was feature, popping in. You yeah. Know, for five, six tracks before their albums dropped. And um, I just think at that particular time, that was around 98, 99, you know, the hip hop world was still reeling from big and Pac and they really were looking for a Pac. Exactly. They were looking yeah. for somebody Definitely. to fill that, to void. Fill that yep. void, yeah. somebody that could evoke that type of emotion. Absolutely. And it may sound crazy to some people now, like our producer, Jesse, who was younger DMX yep. filled the void. Yeah. Like he was huge. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely humongous um, in the music world when when he hit the scene and it's hard to explain now to somebody that sees dmx and you know he was he was just like a a name like you it's not like jay-z like you can explain to somebody that how big jay-z was when big pimpin dropped because you mm -hmm. see him now and he's this you know billionaire mogul like he looks the part like he's right. he's made it all the way he looks like the king yeah dmx didn't necessarily look like the king but he was a king. He was a king for when a he good hit two, three year period. Absolutely. I don't want to get too far ahead of what we're doing here, but you talk about like how few will understand what a monster DMX was in 1998. Dark as hell, it's dark and hell is hot, dropped in May. They were in such a rush to get another album out from the label, Def Jam. Mm -hmm. They dropped and Flesh of My Flesh mm -hmm. that same year. It's crazy. He that went seven times platinum with two albums in the same year. Right. Yeah, he was he's the only First artist to ever do it. Yeah, he's the only artist to hit number one on the Billboard charts twice in the same year. That is unreal. And we're talking May to December. Yeah. And people like you see you you see it every year if you're if you're into like new music. No one drops new music in November and December, particularly late November into December. No one drops new music because no one's thinking about new music. They're stressed over the holidays, the right. new year, all this different stuff. He dropped Flesh of My Flesh on December 22nd. That's crazy. <laughs> and that joint went three times platinum. Man, man, that is that's almost as impressive, maybe just as impressive as, you know, the Blueprint release date, September 11, 2001. Yeah. yeah. And the numbers that did that yeah. week, like what you talk about with DMX, his second album that year released the week of Christmas and still just mm -hmm. flying off the show. And his biggest hit wasn't on either one of those mm -hmm. albums, which is no, even crazier. That came, that came later. Neither one of those were his highest selling albums. That's crazy. What was his highest selling album? And then there was X. And then there was, then X. was X. Party Up. Yeah. Party and then up. there was X, which Jeez. dropped almost a year to the day after flesh of my flesh mm. it dropped the following december all of a sudden dmx came became the def jam christmas release <laughs> he was like a jordan 11 <laughs> like every christmas you know nike's gonna drop a jordan 11 it was like oh christmas time it's it's dmx it had to be the origins of rudolph like all right well if we're dropping if we're dropping x albums on christmas let's just go ahead and drop rudolph the red-nosed reindeer which is phenomenal like runs, mean, like runs to this it's day, like runs to this day. But it's essential. 
but yeah, man. Now X, well, I, I got to go back to this dark and hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, despite you know all of its um, you know discrepancies and 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 just his darkness, for lack of a better word, it's, it is a is a monumental album because you know, like you said, Kenny you know dmx was a star in that moment like that album just exuded just star power like mm-hmm. all over it and for this guy yeah to my knowledge he never he didn't have like he didn't he didn't preface that with like a mixtape like he mm-hmm. didn't have a mixtape mm-hmm. run you know he was featured on you know a lot of singles he had yeah. a lot of big features four three two one pull it 24 hours to live uh he did something with onyx um and power respect was money power respect and that was the first one i heard him on the video mm-hmm. i still i saw the video for that mm-hmm. i was like who is this guy you know and they, they let him go last too mm-hmm. you know what i mean who was this dude and then dark as hell is hot dark as hell is hot hit and it was just you know it was over and then you know right i like i'm trying to figure out the time frame in which it's dark as hell is hot drops and then belly drops oh man right yeah. and that just catapulted him oh so this guy's yeah. a movie star too yeah. Yeah. you know like wh- like where did this dude come from <laughs> and then so you go back and then you look at like the stuff he did leading up to it i mean he was a battle rapper mm-hmm. you know and he might have dropped a couple you know singles maxi singles i think one was maxi born, singles born, born loser and then um damn what's the other one can't think of but he he shot a video for it and it was it was a video that didn't really get any burn but you could see like you could see ah, it's gonna kill me with like i gotta find the name of it but you could just see the star quality the mm-hmm. star power this guy possessed mm-hmm. and for him to just hit like that and then to drop you know flesh of my flesh right after that i mean it's like i don't think we'll ever see that again mm-hmm. it's like lightning in a bottle and then in the midst of all of that He's got a whole team behind him, the Rough Riders, mm-hmm. with an all-star cast mm-hmm. of rappers. You know, coming right. You know, they bum rushing the door right after yeah, him. So yeah. it was just, it, it was just, an, it was an incredible time. You know, in, in 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 rap music and music in general, to just see this wave. You know, that this guy and he was like, you know, this was when the South started to pop heavy. Right. He like brought New York back right. like single handedly. The the thing, the thing that I think resonated with everybody with DMX was um, it seemed like I, I didn't know the man. I just read stories and saw videos, but it seemed to be all a hundred percent authentic. Absolutely. Like the way he moved, the way he talked, his mindset for better or for worse. He talked, it the wasn't way he an rapped. act. It wasn't an <laughs> act. It wasn't, yeah. oh, I'm a, I'm a rapper, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm Earl at home. Like he was, he was, he was the same 24 seven. And like I said, it's for better or for worse. Like some yeah. of it got him. It was some of it was a bad look. Like it was yeah. a bad look, but it was authentic. And I think that's what people gravitated to. I think that's what people always gravitate to, yeah. especially in the music. And we, and we hope it's never authentic, like in a um, destructive way. Right. Like when we talk about, you know, murdering and killing, like we don't want that to be authentic, but just the pain and the frustration yeah, and the like anger. It, it wasn't an act. Yeah, like it no. wasn't an act. Like, the things he we talked you talked about it both of you guys talking about it. the things that he was going through and it's uncomfortable to think about it this way but it was all real yeah like we were watching this this was all real everything every emotion was was real and we watched it and we gravitated to it man and um 
Man, it's just so complex, man. Yeah. It really is. It's a complex dude. To follow up on what you asked a moment mm-hmm. ago, Donnie, uh, It's Dark and Hell is Hot came out in May of 1998. Mm-hmm. Belly dropped November 4th of 1998. Mm-hmm. Flesh crazy. of My Flesh dropped December 22nd, 1998. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. I could have swore Belly dropped in 99, but you're absolutely right. It came out in 98. Do we um, like Belly? I mean, I love it. It's a, visually, yeah, aesthetically, the yeah. story is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's the story, it's the acting good. is all bad, but I'll watch it every time. Like, yeah. if it's on, I'm definitely it, watching. It, yeah, it's Simple just that. you know, an hour long, you know, hype Williams video. Yeah. You know, the dopest part is the one love scene, but you know, DMX. Well, it's one of the coldest movie opens. Oh, that oh, intro, yeah. the intro, yeah, oh, the, the, yeah, the beginning of the movie is insane. Yeah, yeah. that shit's iconic. For sure. Yeah, but every, that's again the visual style of it, I think, was what should have worn my belly hoodie today. I wouldn't even <laughs> uh, if, if a, a smart person would have had his DMX hoodie yeah. uh, available over at the dope I don't, ones. Know dot com. My, I don't know if it's my favorite movie, but I'm if I see belly on, I'm, I'm watching it. Yeah. I'm at least I'm at least tapping in for 30 minutes. Yeah, you got to. You have to. You I'm there till I get to T Boz and then it'll keep it moving. Well, I love T but <laughs> damn, the acting was not, acting, not good. Yeah. It's not Jan- good, but think Janet about it though. T Boz, which was but oh, <laughs> Janet's so bad. Janet's so bad. Well, who you talking about, Janet Jackson? Yeah, <laughs> Janet Jackson in Poetic Justice is terrible. Really? Yes. I mean, she ain't no, very no, but she's bro, okay. No, she's not. What? No, she's not. Have to go back when was the last time you watched Poetic well, Justice? I watched Poetic Justice. My son watches Poetic Justice all oh, the time. That's what oh, he watched no. it the other day. Oh, oh, no. Mine no. too. I know all the words. No, I, know like, I thought not. Janet did okay. No, Just like my movie. damn mother. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that part. Yeah. I, I can't help but like chuckle at that part it's every all time. bad but there's like five parts like that that's so like funny. her first interaction <laughs> with Pac at the hair salon is not good i ain't gonna repeat it it's just oh, I was about not to say good <laughs> <laughs> yeah see, see, see no good man no good oh man but yeah i i like i like belly nah man belly's dope man belly's dope um Still got to stay on it's dark as hell is hot, though, because it's just, man, like, I, that. Where yo, were you at when that dropped? I, so I was a freshman in high school, right? I was living in Florida. I was, yeah. And I used to, my my backpack, right? So I used to have the, the album cover, like, taped to my backpack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I would, like, play it. You know, I had a little, hmm. um, we used to, like, rig the, 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 the headphones so that they'd be speakers. Oh man, y'all was making money. like <laughs> doing them. Like just play your play your, your your headphones like really loud on just one. So it'd be like a little speaker, like a clock radio speaker almost. Yeah. And I would be playing, you know, the I would have that album on just all the time mm-hmm. in my room. And I'd have like a big set of like DJ headphones set up to it, right? So there was one time where I was uh courting a slightly older young lady. I was, you know going to college campuses, the local Bethune-Cookman College campus in Daytona Beach, Florida. Shout out Bethune-Cookman. And, um, you know, I was, you know, dating a a freshman in college. And, you know, my mother didn't approve of this relationship for whatever reason. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I I snuck out one night and... Beginning to see why she didn't approve. And, yeah, (laughs) you know, I was going to great lengths, you know, to make this happen. All the while, you know, my mom was in my room and... You know, you mentioned, you know, just, you know, some of the uh, egregious content in the, in the album, Damien. 
So if you remember at the beginning of How's It Going Down, mm-hmm. you know, it's much different uh, than the Faith Evans version. Mm-hmm. You know, in the album mm-hmm. version, it starts off with, who dick you sucking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom heard that shit and like ripped my stereo out the room and confiscated all my CDs. I came back to no music. My whole little stereo section was just damn empty. And I'm like, what, what is this? Who you sucking? Like, what is this ignorant mess you playing in my house? I'm like, really, ma? Like, really? And my mother grew to love DMX eventually. <laughs> but my my what what will always be my lasting memory of no matter what from its darkest hell and hell is hot is you have no many you have no idea how many times I was greeted with AOD. Use <laughs> <laughs> a smooth nigga. I seen you when nobody <laughs> knew who pulled the trigger. So that whole song, Damien. my name D like you, but my friends call me Damien. Damien. That, that song was like about this game miserableness of my entire existence wow. when that dropped. Wow. Because I was, let's see, this is 98 high school, high school headed into my first year of junior college. A-O-D! Every, that's how everyone had to greet me. It that's couldn't hilarious. be, you couldn't greet me any other way. It had to be A-O-D. So hey, you was a smooth nigga. I seen you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> It's the eighth time we've heard that at lunch, man. Can we keep it moving? <laughs> That's so funny. Fire man. song too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Fire song. But the, and, and man, man, it's it's crazy how like that album. <laughs> it's <laughs> there's probably not a better titled album that's ever been released. Yeah, it, you, you could have just called. I mean, it's dark and hell is hot at works. You could have just called it. It's dark because mm. that shit from the not not just not just the lyrics. Like we're focused on like the lyrics and the delivery. Yeah. The sound of it. Yeah. The sound of it is super unique. The sound of it sounds like the the score of a horror film. Yeah, and definitely. You listen to some of those, you know, we we just mentioned Damien. You listen to what some of that sounds like. It sounds like, you know, Freddy Krueger about to get you in yeah. your dreams. Nah, for real. It's like the intro, that ominous doom the intro. that comes on. It's one of the more underrated that intro is that, it just sets the tone for the whole album. He's like a slasher rapper. I don't know if that's the thing, but that's that's what he's. It's like a slasher rapper. Flesh of my flesh album cover. Right. Yeah. yeah. Covered in blood in in the bathtub. What the hell is that? That was another thing that mortified my mother. Like, why do you like him? I'm like, he's dope, ma. Just give him a chance. You don't understand. And then when when y'all gonna make me lose my mind? She loved that. She loved that shit. That took a while. Yeah. What was it? But Rough Riders Anthem was first. That didn't do it? Nah. nah really? Was nah. Not I mean, for my mother. For no. Moms, I don't think. Nah. Really like Rough it's in the video, too. Yeah. Uh, of- I bet mom, I bet mom that a Kings game and Rough Riders Anthem come on. Whoa. <laughs> that's mean, a Rough Riders. I bet she know it now. Maybe now, yeah. But it took party up for, you but, know, a lot of moms to come around. You know, you know what? The moms didn't necessarily come around on this one, but the, the ladies, the star power was on full display with how's it going down we just talked about like what that album was and in an instant to be able to switch it to how's it going yeah down, yeah superstar yeah for sure superstar like that was like i'm you know rough by this anthem get at me dog all this other stuff right like he just get at me dog <laughs> all right. this other stuff and then i'm politicking with this chicken wondering if i'm gonna creep up like Oh, we just we slow it down now. Switched you talk about like you you got it talking about a girl and yeah. I, it 
it's phenomenal to me. Nah, it's it phenomenal. The star power is absolutely phenomenal in that moment when he's able to switch all of that stuff and then come with it. How's it going down? People walking around greeting each other with growls. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody was growling for like two years. Man, growling, barking. Oh, you think my Doc Root? My DMX is one of my best. Yo, Danny, what's good? My guy. We out here, you know what I mean? I'm doing the Corners of the Culture with my man, Damian Barling, and we just talk that talk every time we're out here. Yeah, that's solid. It's got strong Doc Rivers vibes. <laughs> Everything comes back to Doc. Strong, yeah, it's got strong Doc. It's the, Everything it's, comes back to Doc and Chris yeah, Broussard. It's, 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 well, <laughs> Chris, Chris Broussard when you get loud. Yeah, yeah. Chris Broussard when you get loud for sure. Yeah, but, that dude's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Without trying to be. <laughs> no doubt. So, so did you feel, did you both of you guys, did you guys feel the same way about Flesh of My Flesh? Yeah. As this dark as hell is hot. You didn't? I, I didn't. did. I, I thought I it didn't. was. I, I, so, okay. So, no, I didn't think it was as good an album, but I think it was a great follow up. Yeah. I just thought it was like really different. Like, really? I didn't, I didn't feel like it had that. It had darkness. It didn't have the same grit to That's it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It, it had darkness to it, but it didn't have the same like gutter sound of, exactly. of, of it's dark and hell is hot. I mean, no, I agree with you on that. Probably rushed. And like, that's what happened. Like with every out. album. Yeah, no, exactly. It was rushed, but I think people just wanted to cash in, you know, mm -hmm. on, on the, in, on the DMX train. And then every album got more sort of commercialized. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even though slipping was on Slippin and then mm -hmm. there was X. Right, so no, no, slipping was on flesh of my flesh, flesh of my flesh. Okay, right. So yeah, no pun intended, but he was able to slip that one in there mm -hmm. and give us something real, which is like one of his most personal songs mm -hmm. ever, you know, and a lot of people's favorite, you know, because it, it it gave you more insight into why he was growling and why he mm -hmm. did have so much pain, you know, behind these lyrics, and I think with with all the success and the fame that DMX, you know, garnished. It couldn't erase that pain mm -hmm. and it only magnified it, you know, because mm -hmm. shortly after, I mean, not even after that, before that, I think I remember hearing like stories of him on a set of belly, like, you know, just going like a wall and being mm -hmm. missing for days. And, mm -hmm. you know, it started to unravel for him really quickly because all of his demons, you know, they were just at, at his disposal. And, and, I, and I keep going back. That's a great point. And I keep going back to why. He was as big of a star as he was, why we loved him, because everything was on full display. Yeah. In this in this culture, in this hip hop culture, you gotta be the man at yeah, all times. For sure. At all times. And he was able to tell you he was the man, he was the dog, mm -hmm. he was that alpha male. Mm -hmm. And then in the next verse, talking about I'm hurt, man. Yeah. I'm so hurt right now. Yeah. You know, I got things that I can't get past. I'm going to cry on the track, and it's real. I'm so hurt. I'm so broken right now. Yeah. And that was something we didn't see in hip-hop like that. I mean, he would cry. Like, I don't know if it was the Hard Knock Life tour or if it was the Rough Riders Cash Money tour, but he would, you know, say a prayer. Yeah, it was uh, the Hard Knock Life It was Life Hard Knock tour. Life. I, he did it for Cash. No one, wanted, for, to, no one wanted to follow him. No one it. wanted to go, go after Jay-Z. didn't yeah. want to follow him. Yeah. yeah. Jay-Z tells a story about how he's like drinking. It looks like yeah. he's drinking blood. And he's like, okay, now you go. Yeah. Um, and he does that prayer. But he does the prayer. Mm -hmm. And when he's saying a prayer, he starts crying. Yeah. The shit's real. Like, it's not. 
it's not just for show. Mm-hmm. It's real. Like he's really like I remember there was a time when he would talk about wanting to be, you know, a pastor at a certain point because he really was trying to find solace, you know, in, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord and 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 escaping essentially all of this pain that he was dealing with. Yeah. So to your point, Kenny, no, we had never seen an artist, you know, of his caliber, you know, take such hard turns from, you know, the the cool street, just gutter, you know, mm-hmm. solo dude with the dogs, you know, screaming over tracks to, you know, a slipping yeah. or how's it going down yeah. or mm-hmm. the prayer, yeah. you know, yeah. he's just so, you know, multi-layered and, and, and just so multi-dimensional that I don't even know if we really understand the depths because like he talked about how, you know, he had a really sort of dysfunctional relationship with his mom. And it started from him kind of being a bad kid and his mom told him they were going to go somewhere. They were going to like some, like almost like a camp kind of place, mm-hmm. uh, like a camp for boys. Um, but she, she left him there and he was like seven, eight years old and he had no idea he was being left there. And it was a reform school, but it was like, kind of like a jail mm. and imagine the trauma that something like that you know would cause so that's just yeah. one thing right so yeah. he gets out he's there from 7 to 14 mm-hmm. when he gets out hip hop you know at least in the hood is everywhere you know it's starting to emerge as a real you know formidable genre in music yeah. and he's all in he starts rapping and this guy named Ready Rock uh, sort of takes him under his wing and he's a local rapper in Yonkers and DMX grows to love this guy and he shows, you know, his mentor that, yo, I got skills. Like, I could get busy on the mic. Like, you know, give me a shot. And, you know, he does. And he's like, oh, wow, you know, you really are talented. And so I think they're, like, doing, like, you know, B&Es in the, in the neighborhood, like, you know, robbing people, this and that, whatever. And DMX was on Talib Kweli's podcast talking about how this guy, Ready Rock, his mentor, who he loved like a big brother, gave him a blunt lace with crack cocaine. Mm. And he didn't know, he had no idea. He, you know, took a pull off of it and was just like, what the hell's going on? And he came to find out that it was laced. And from then on, a monster was created. Mm. So you have these two very traumatic incidents Mm. taking place, you know, with this, you know, otherwise extremely talented young man. And it just set him on a course for stardom, but it was a slippery slope too. Also from people that he loved. Absolutely. So that, That'll mess you yeah. up forever. Exactly. Because you don't trust anybody. Right. right. And then there was X dropped, and that's where Party Up came from. Um, what these bitches want. What's my name? Like this was another. No, what's my name was on uh Rough Riders compilation. Uh I got what's my name on on, on Is it? And, and, and then there was No, 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 I'm sorry. That you're right. You're right. It's another one. It's the other one. I, I can't think of it. Um but the one thing that stayed consistent through those three albums was he he dropped those prayers on all three of them. All three. And it was almost like it became a thing. I th- I really think around here, around the third release where it was like I got to go here. Yeah. I got to go here this cuz I think the tour had happened by then. Yeah. And I also think X the timing if the timing isn't perfect it's really really close but this was the emergence at least behind the scenes of irv Gotti. Mm, definitely yeah because irv was with def jam yeah and and i think x i don't think x was his first like main main 
I think he had done stuff, but like the stuff that really started to get recognition where you started to hear Irv Gotti's name a little bit more, it was around the time of it's dark as hell is hot. And then it got really, really loud uh, when, uh, and then there was X dropped. Absolutely. Cause those were, I don't know how, what these bitches want was wound up being like a video and like all of that, but like it did. That was a monster. That was a monster. Oh, it absolutely was everywhere. Um, and you, you you got what at the time Cisco was mm-hmm. as hot as anybody. Yeah. yeah. So those two linking up, and then yeah. the song is fire. Yeah. You know, it is. So, it is. Yeah. It that is. was a that was a beast. And again, another another massive like like X. You know, like that album that was his biggest selling album. That's five times platinum. Mm-hmm. He stayed platinum because I think those are the three albums everybody remembers him for. For sure. Then he those did the Great Escape after that. He, the, the Great Depression. The Great dropped, Depression. Yeah. I mean, it was platinum. Who, who, who it was, was damn near two times platinum. Yeah. Did he go platinum with the the one with the dog? And, I mean, they're all dog, but you know, on the cover, Grand yeah. Champ. Yep. Yeah. Because that had three songs I think on there that were pretty big. There that was had a Kanye. Uh, Where the hood at? Where the hood at yeah. was huge, and then um, the dog. The dog. Yeah. The dog. They don't. Know. They don't know. They don't know. Who they don't be. know. It was pretty big. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And then he had another one I thought that was pretty big on there. I think um uh let's get it on is on there. Underrated get DMX. On the flow. Get, oh, get X it gonna on give flow. it to you is on there X too. Give it to you, yeah. mm, mm. That was a that was that was a radio smash. Yeah. X gonna give it to you. So that's Man. what his he got a that's lot of albums. That's his fifth. That's his fifth album. That's Grand Champ. That's his. Yeah, that's that's. That was Grand probably Champ. like the last like that was it. notable. Yeah. Yeah. Three years later, yeah. uh, year the dog dropped because he went to jail after that album. Yeah. Yep. For a minute, he did a minute. Three years no, later, Depression year was, that that's the one that had they don't know Great Depression. Yeah. yeah. Great Depression. Right. Uh, Undisputed dropped, and that was six years. Uh, after the last album, which isn't going to have anything Who notable for you. And then Exodus dropped in 2021. Hall of Fame career, man. Definitely. Hall of Definitely. Fame career. But it's just like for him to have such highs, you know, he kind of went out, you know, just kind of unceremoniously, you know, mm-hmm. to see his decline, to see, you know, the, the the jail stuff. and Well, he dropped one album in like nine years yeah. after Grand Champ. Right. And, and I don't know, like, I don't know what it does. Like the industry had started to change in 2003. Yeah. When, when Grand Champ dropped, but it's gotta be difficult on multiple levels when you're being pushed to drop two albums in the same year and you're four times platinum and you're three times platinum and then you drop your biggest album and you're five times platinum and then you fall off, Mm -hmm. but you're platinum. Like you fall off and you've got records on Rap City. You Mm -hmm. fall off and you got records on CHR stations around the country. And And you're still going platinum. Yeah. Steven Seagal and... Well, he, what was it? he did X and Wounds. He did um, what Romeo was, did Must he Die. Do was that the Romeo Aaliyah joint? Must Romeo yeah. Must Die. And that was, was a big Aaliyah. track too with uh, with Aaliyah. Um, Make it back. Oh one yeah, piece. back in one piece. Like, yeah. That was that was a huge song. Yeah, too. it was. Um, and he did another song. He did another movie with my girl Reagan Gomez. Oh yeah. Um, damn, I can see the cover of it, but I can't think of the damn. And name I think of that was movie. Michael Michael Ely in that movie too. If it was a black movie, Michael Ely was in it. <laughs> Him or the dude from uh, uh, Janet Jackson's uh, videos. <laughs> uh, uh, 
I don't know which one you're talking about. We took, we took Cradle to the Grave. Cradle to the Cradle Grave. To the grave. That's yeah. what it was. Cradle to the Grave. He did a lot of movies. He did yeah. a lot of movies. He yeah. did a lot of like straight to DVD. Yeah, Never Die Alone. He did a ton of straight to DVD yeah. movies. Yeah. But like he did, he did big releases too. Romeo Must Die was huge. That was, yeah. That yeah, was, it was a big deal. Big even though it was a bad movie, yeah, it was a big deal when it dropped. It <laughs> but that was a big deal, man. And then, um, like you was said, that when Jackie Chan and and Jet Li were just taking over, like rush hour, yeah. like it was just like we, just a thirst for yeah for that type of martial arts yeah, action. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, then he was with Ali. Ali was just one of the biggest stars in, in mm-hmm. music at the time too. For sure, he was one of the biggest stars too. So I mean, that added to added to the whole to the hype. experience. Yeah, the hype it's Janet and Pac, yep. right? Yeah. It's Janet and Pac in a different era. Yeah. yeah. Do you think? Do you guys? I got a question. Yeah, there it is. There cut the cut, cut, the, cut this, Donnie. Here it is. Do you, for do you guys think? Because um, you know, I, I talk about a lot. Like sometimes these people, these groups, these these record labels, Suge Knight was it wasn't. It was never meant to be here for a long time. We talk about how DMX ended. Do you think he falls in that category? Where he was, he was never. He never had the infrastructure in place as a. As absolutely and as an artist to be here for a long time like it was mm. it was gonna fall apart mm. so at some point so unfortunately probably around the party up and then there was x era romeo must die era i had a cousin who was dating this girl and he was like the girl was sort of in like involved uh, in some way in like dmx's camp I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't know the details. But, you know, he knew how big of a DMX fan I was. Like, I had Rough Riders, everything, and, mm-hmm. you know, just DMX is all I talked about, all I listened to at the time. Um, And he was like, yo, I hate to break it to you, but your man's a functioning crackhead. Mm. I was like, what? Mm. It's like DMX. He's a functioning crackhead. I was like, how do you know that? Like, he's like, oh, well, I date this girl and da-da-da-da-da. She talked about how, you know, he just casually smokes crack and he can afford it because he's, you know, a millionaire. And I'm like, Get the f-. I, I, was ready to, I was ready to fight him. Mm-hmm. I was like Denzel and Malcolm X. Nigga, don't you ever say mm-hmm. anything against DMX. <laughs> 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 that was a good <laughs> yeah. but You wild, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but lo and behold, the shit was true. Mm. You know, and I think just his his demons and, you know, his struggles, his addictions and the lack of infrastructure, the lack of people around him, because, you know, he always credited like his wife, his first wife of being like the only person who he felt like really had his back. Mm -hmm. But he was also, you know, there was Keisha, Letitia, Tanya. Let me ask this then. Let me let me let me let me ask you a question. (laughs) is this is this thought so what 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 year did you say you 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 got that line about a functioning crackhead when did you say that was? i would say that was i was still in high school so probably 2001 i was getting ready to graduate so like we're three years removed 2001 2002 that'll put us in um that's the great depression that's the great okay depression. that's the that's the last big album so he had he, he, he even though the album was hot even though the singles were there he had kind of peaked at that point right. right and we started to get more information on him and then yeah. he was around for a while before he passed but you 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 mentioned is, is is he one of those guys who didn't 
who was never meant to be around here for a long time. He didn't have that infrastructure. He was going to bring his genius and it was going to have that end. How much of that is like hindsight? Because I think about like, what did we think? What did we think like just before the predator dropped about ice cube? Like, did we think Ice Cube didn't have the like, did like if like if like I, I always feel like Ice Cube's story would be completely different if he had died. Like if if Ice Cube had died before the Predator came out, he would be regarded as he'd be Pac. Yeah, he'd be regarded as the greatest hip hop artist of all time because all that stuff that came out was just heat and fire. And if he had died, I think people would have said the same thing mm-hmm. because they would have listened to what he was saying. Oh, he didn't have the infrastructure. We know that that's not true because we know Cube's story now. Right. But at the time, all we knew was the lyrics. Right. Like Big's thing resonates a little bit differently. Like we know Big was a drug dealer, but he wasn't a drug dealer like Jay was a drug dealer. Right. Jay was a drug dealer making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Jay was a drug dealer funding everything he does now with that money he made back then. Right. Big was a drug dealer, like the dude you got your weed from or your crack from or your coke from or whatever. Local, that's like, that's essentially what he was. He didn't really go out of town. But we know Big's story now. Right. And Big, he, you know, even though he gravitated toward the streets and did all that, he didn't go through what X went through. Like he didn't go through what 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 Pac went through. He didn't go through what some of these other uh, these other guys who are so closely associated with the streets. So I wonder how much of DMX's story is it playing out over such a long period of time from when the great depression came out in 2001 to when he finally passed away. We're talking, that's like 20 years later that he passed away. Right. And he, he was in the news so often you mentioned going to jail, all of the different things that he was associated with. And, and, and DMX constantly became a, it's a damn shame what happened to DMX reference. Yeah. And I think when I say that, I don't mean like not here to make it as he was going to die. Just as like, um, like somebody that like Jay, Jay is here. He's, he's a, I don't mean to make it sound like, but he's a functioning artist. If he wants to be like, he can, he can he's do a whatever in society. He's not in and out of trouble. He's right. not like I, I, at the time we were 17 years old, so we didn't know anything, but it's like, it's the way we look at today. Look at like a, a, a young boy as mm-hmm. adults. Yeah. We're looking like this kid's wild. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I know where this is going to go. Exactly. This kid is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if we were our age looking yeah. at DMX at in 98, 99, like that's a wild dude. Yeah. yeah. Like this could go, it could go left. really bad. Yeah. And I, I think if we would have at 17, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, but I think if we were like now looking at DMX in 98, we'd have been like, yeah, I don't know how long that's going to last. Right. Right. And I think, I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah, I was totally naive to that. Like when my cousin said what he said, I, there was no like it was beyond the realm of comprehension that DMX was a crackhead. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that was just you just a fucking hater. Mm. Like just shut up. You know what I mean? Like there was no way. What'd you say to him? You said don't talk. Yeah, don't you <laughs> in your life. <laughs> with the finger too in your life say anything like, against oh, dmx God. against dmx yes man that's funny <laughs> bro that's funny that's, that's no that's funny. facts though that is facts though but that you know all jokes aside you wild for that i'm gonna tell you that right now bro you i 
I ain't even gonna I be able to look at I ain't even gonna be able to look at you the same no more. <laughs> hey, you see the jacket? You, you see just, the jacket? My whole perception of you just changed. But you ever? I could have hit him in the head with a bottle that day, man, <laughs> for real. But <laughs> all jokes aside, though, man, like that addiction um, is something that is, you know, I feel like a monkey is hard for a lot of people to get off their back. In fact. I liken DMX's career to that of a, this might be a hot take, Mm -mm. but to me, in a way, his career is parallel to Richard Pryor. Mm, No, I don't think that's a hot take. I I, I see where you're going. You see the parallels, right? I see where you're going. So as great of an artist as Richard was, his decline was tragic. Mm. But it's because he could never get that monkey off his back. He could never shake that. And I think what DMX is to say is a genius who was taunted by his demons. Mm -hmm. And the demons just got the best of him. And that's a a hell of a call. I even go a step further. Who I thought you were going to say is uh, I'd say Mike Tyson. See, I was thinking of Mike Tyson, but Mike Tyson did a full 180. He, yeah, he, he had the he, redemption. He had he the redemption. To, he was able to live through it. Right. And, and, and DMX, at the time, DMX was fine, right? But it's by the time of his passing, like he he was okay, right? Nah, he, wasn't, he wasn't okay. He wasn't getting in trouble. He was he had just got there's a documentary on HBO about like it's kind of like the last days of DMX, pretty much. Mm. He got out of jail, he's having financial problems, mm. he's trying to do another album, he's trying to do another yeah. movie, he's trying to get back I, on I his feet. That pretty much right. and everything is just you know literally slipping right. and slipping falling like yeah. and he wasn't able to get up from this shit with 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 mike i think the difference between like a mike tyson and an ex you know mike had the coke problems and you know he's mm-hmm. mike tyson but it didn't start in adolescence with him he mm-hmm. didn't start doing coke when he was 14 right, right. dmx smoked a lace blunt with crack cocaine when he was right. 14 years old yeah. that's like you know He's going to be chasing that for the rest of his life. You, you're right about that. I I only thought Mike, more so not because of the ending, but because of the beginning, how Mike came from Brownsville, Brooklyn. Came yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Like, like nothing. The gutter and seen so much. And, Absolutely. And was, you know, in a different way. Not right. the same way that you talk about, but he was a, a tortured uh, kid. They tried to get him out when they, you know, when he got with Gus D'Amato and, and you know, made him a boxer, but he would, could never escape. Well, see, his, I would say he know, did though. It, when he went up to Catskill, I feel like he 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 got away to the point where he could become a professional. Right, right. And then once he became the youngest heavyweight in the world, it put him in a different category. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he might still go back to Brownsville, but now he's Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he could never escape Brownsville, Mike Tyson. That's true. That's true. And I felt DMX could never escape Yonkers. I, that's true. But it was like. I mean, even though, yeah, Mike had this like issues with his mom, uh, but it wasn't a thing where he felt like he wasn't loved. Right, you know, right, like Mike Tyson tells point. that famous story point. of his man who got killed, mm-hmm. who was like, man, I wish some white people would love me. You know, mm-hmm. like Mike had mm-hmm. people around him who he felt mm-hmm. like loved him. DMX was a straight up long. He felt like he didn't have nobody, yeah. you yeah. know? A complex individual for sure. Uh, a tremendous artist with a incredible incredible uh, three album run uh, you can stretch it out really into a five album run but those mm-hmm. first three uh, I think will go down on on hip-hop classics list for a long long time anybody got a favorite song 
favorite DMX song. Mm. It's not appropriate, but I don't know, man. That that <laughs> joint with Cisco go. That's a banger. The crazy and real quick, I know we're about to get, but the underrated thing I think about DMX is like he could rhyme. Yeah, he could speak. Like he could rhyme for real. For sure. man. You see those, you know, the backstage thing yeah. with yeah. the freestyle, the cipher that yeah. he had. When he do a whole, yeah. yeah. Like put, he could rhyme. What he say? Put pinstripes across your windpipe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he could go. I love that song, Damien. Uh, I was probably going to go, How's It Going Down? How's It Going Down? I love How's It That's I do too, man. That's a, that's a class. That's forever. Really, yeah. How's It Going Down forever? Oh, man. Oh man, um, I, I I honestly I don't have a favorite DMX song because it's just I get this. It's like I was saying, like I was literally doing a hundred miles an hour coming here because mm. I was listening to X and he was just had me so charged up. Mm. Um, but I have a favorite DMX moment, a okay. favorite DMX verse. It's the Money Cash Hoes verse mm. when he comes mm. on that song. Yeah. It's yeah, just chills. Yeah, it's just my chills. Dog, my nigga, my Rhyme. nigga, rhyme all night. Yeah, dog for yeah. life. Ah, yeah. He was going crazy. Bro, he was going that's crazy. one on one. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. So he that was, was going crazy. That's, that's my favorite call. DMX verse for, for sure. Long live the dog. Yeah, yes, indeed. We Absolutely. appreciate you so much for being with us. Uh, wherever you are, if you're on YouTube, uh, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe buttons. If you are listening to us in audio format, please hit the subscribe button. Hit the five-star review if you think you're worth it, if you think we're worth it, uh, and leave a little review if you have the opportunity. Just a little one sentence, hey, dope show. Uh, hey, I'm digging the vibe. Hey, I need more corners of the culture, whatever it may be. That just helps this show uh, hit the algorithms more uh, and get suggested to more hip hop fans uh, who can be a part of what we're doing. Again, we appreciate you so much for being with us. We hope you'll be back here with us next Thursday on Corners of the Culture. Bye.